SAFM Sports. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap on a Friday evening. The weekend is here. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you very much to the Money Web team. They're back again on Monday. And uh, it's been a busy sporting day today, particularly from a transfer deadline point of view. We'll chat to Bradley Carnell on this evening's show uh, to find out some of the big movers and big losers and big winners uh, in the PSL transfer window at closure this afternoon. We'll also hear from the Bulls camp who are in England to take on Saracens tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll look ahead to this weekend's AFCON action to a couple of players based in the PSL taking part in the AFCON quarterfinals. We start with new though the deadline for the PSL uh, transfer has come and gone and this is what we can tell you so far Dane Clayt has left Orlando Pirates he's joined his former club Supersports United on loan until the end of the season another loan deal involving the Buccaneers sees national first division side Cape Town All-Stars snapping up defender Tumlen Klali on a six-month loan deal as well Pirates have two announced the signing of Chip United defender Mpom Velasi on a three-year contract. But Vest Witz sent Tariq Losper back to Ajax Cape Town. Ayubulela Mahakwa has signed a six-month deal with Supersport United from Ajax Cape Town with an option to buy at the end of the season as well. Meanwhile, former Bafana Bafana striker Dina Ndlovu has joined Pumalanga Black Aces on loan. Davis Nkasi joins Amatax on a six-month loan deal from Bloom Celtic. And Wayne Sandylands will not be getting his desire move away from Mamelodi Sundowns. Pumalanga Black Aces goalkeeper Energy Murong Badoro has completed his move on loan to Amazulu as well. In English football news, Chelsea striker Diego Costa has had his ban upheld for three games for stamping on an opponent during the English League Cup semi-final win over Liverpool this week. The FA's independent commission rejected his appeal today and the ban means he'll miss tomorrow's crucial Premier League match against title rivals Manchester City. Speaking of City, they've loaned Scott Sinclair to the mighty Aston Villa for the rest of the season. And uh, transfer news out of Spain is that AC Milan have received forward Mattia Destro on loan from Roma. Milan has the right to buy Destro at the end of the season for reported 16 million euros. The United Arab Emirates claimed a third place, uh, claimed third place rather, at the Asian Cup earlier today by edging a five-goal thriller with Iraq 3-2 in Newcastle today. Hosts Australia take on South Korea in tomorrow's final in Sydney. Three momentum one-day cup matches taking place around the country right now. The Cape Cobras up against the Titans in Cape Town. The Cape Cobras bowled out for 213 in their in 49 overs. They didn't even bat the full 50. Uh, looking at the other matches, the Lions up against the Knights in Johannesburg. The Lions 222 for nine with uh, an over and a ball to go. And the Warriors up against the Dolphins in Port Elizabeth. The Warriors 293 for four with two overs and two balls still to go. England have secured their place in the one-day international tri-series final at the expense of India. James Taylor and Joss Butler made half-centuries in a 120-run partnership which steered England to a three-wicket victory. England will face Australia in Sunday's final at the same whacker ground. The match may also act as a dress rehearsal for their meeting in Melbourne, which takes place on the 14th of Feb and opens the Cricket World Cup. Novak Djokovic reached his fifth Australian Open final with a five-set win over defending champion Stan Wawrinka. Chris Bowers was at Melbourne Park today and he filed this report. 
There's a certain numerical consistency to it. Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray met in the Australian Open final in 2011 and 13, and now again in 2015. Djokovic needed to go five sets for the third year running against Stan Wawrinka, the man who took his Australian crown last year. But this wasn't a cliffhanging epic like it was in 2013 and 14. Although Wawrinka levelled the match, having been a breakdown early in the fourth set, he was a spent force by the fifth, and after losing a long opening game of the decider, he began struggling to get to the ball, and Djokovic ran away with the final set. At six love. The Serb will start favourite for the final by dint of his higher ranking and having won the other two finals against Murray here. But Murray will be encouraged by the lulls in Djokovic's level in this semi-final and the Scotsman may be moving better than his long-time rival and it's not often we've been able to say that. Tomorrow sees the women's singles final between the top two seeds, Serena Williams and Maria Sharapova. Sharapova hasn't beaten Williams since the end of 2004, and that alone makes Williams the clear favourite. But Sharapova has been playing close to her best tennis in the past three rounds, and she has sufficient confidence not to let her appalling record against the American damage her chances. The first of the main draw titles was decided today, with Bethany Matic-Sands and Lucy Safarova taking the women's doubles, beating Chan and Zheng in the final 6-4-7-6. And at 34, Martina Hingis is into another major final. She and Leander Pace have reached Sunday's mixed doubles final. Chris Bowers for SAFM Sport, Melbourne. European golf to action. Will number one Rory McIlroy leads the Amiga Dubai Desert Classic after shooting an 8 under par 64 second round today. The Northern Irishman's on 14 under. He leads Scott Mark Warren by one. Steve Benson, Graham McDowell are tied for third on 12 under. South Africa's Henny Otto and Thomas Aitken are nine off the pace. They're on five under par heading into the weekend. In rugby news, Bismarck Duplessis has retained the captaincy of the Sharks for the forthcoming Super Rugby season. That announcement was made in Durban today. Athletics Kenya has banned Marathon champion Rita Jeptu for two years. Jeptu has won the Boston Marathon three times and her second Chicago Marathon in October. Uh, she was banned for uh, traces of the blood booster EPO that was found in an out-of-competition test in September. And finally, some sad news. Cedric Kushner, one of the leading boxing promoters and managers in the world, has died in New York from a heart attack at the age of 66. Kushner was involved in many big-time world championship promotions around the world, including joint promotions with top SA promoter Rodney Berman. Among the fighters they promoted were Vianney Bungu and Welcome Nikita, both world champions. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat PSL transfers with Bradley Connell. SAFM Sports Wrap. You tune into SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, as reported on PM Live this afternoon. The five o'clock transfer deadline has come and gone uh, in the PSL this year, and so I've been following on Twitter. Apparently, still a couple of clubs stuck in PSL House, and uh, they've said if they're in the building, they can still complete their transfer. So there might be a few more coming your way uh, over the next few hours. And we join now by Bradley Connell. Bradley, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Trap. Thanks for your time this evening. As as always, last-minute rush at PSL House on a, on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, cheers, Brad. I mean, it's uh, certainly bizarre circumstances that, uh, you know, one of the, I don't know if any other leagues do it in, in world football, where they close a few days earlier, you know, and uh, work until office hours close 5, 5 p.m. So, yeah, there are a couple stuck in the building. But, uh, yeah, there are some big names thrown around today, and I think uh, the biggest one that's stolen the show has to be probably Dane Clayton's move to Supersport. Yeah, that is a big one, and that was the first one I wanted to bring up. Uh, he's he's originally come from Supersport. He's done fairly well at, at Pirates. He's gone he's gone back to to Supersport on a, on a six month loan deal. But uh, by the looks of it, there is a is a clause to sign a, a longer one at the end of the season. Are you yeah. surprised by that move? No, not really surprised. I mean, if you think about uh, the type of players uh, that 
that they've brought in recently, you know, Orlando Pirates, so you think of a, a, a Tabo Kalinge, you know, it's all those type of same mold of players. They've recently let go, I think today as well, Clu Sejolela, he's gone to Platinum Stars. So uh, Dane Clayt also has now made way. And I mean, Dane Clayt is 29, possibly looking maybe to end off his career at Super Sports. And he said it's a, it's, it's a place that he calls home. I mean, he had a good four and a half years at uh, Orlando Pirates, but... Uh, he probably just feels now he would just like to enjoy uh, a couple of more years. Uh, you never know. Super Sports uh, not an easy club to play for, but in terms of the whole media profile, it's, it's a little bit under the radar. It's, it's a little bit like Bidvest, you know. Uh, when you, you play for Chiefs and Pirates, uh, you know, every day there's news headlines. Every day there's media coverage. Every day. So you really have to be, you know, yeah, always... Uh, you know, watch what you do, watch what you say, or what have you, and, uh, you know, you can't get away with it a few other places. So, Dane's a nice, cool, calm customer, and uh, I'm sure he's just looking to, to start uh, enjoying a little bit of his football as well. Yeah, without a doubt, and, and you mentioned Super Sports United. They, they've been fairly busy in this in this sort of transfer period. Uh, another another youngster that they've picked up uh, is uh, from Ajax Cape Town. Uh, uh, from uh, yeah, from Ajax is is the, the under twenty defender uh, Ayubulela Mahakwa. I think that's a that's a, a pretty good steal. I mean, he's a he's a he's a bright up and up and coming youngster who's, who's represented uh, South Africa at, at the junior levels, and that that could be one for the future. Yeah, good thing about Super Sports and IAC is the development in their in their own product. Now uh, they've got a very good schooling, uh, have the IAC system as well as Super Sports system. So and and you know if they see a good youngster come through the ranks, Super Sports never scares you. So in a youngster, you know you 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 think of youngsters like uh, Grant Kakane, uh, Sepo Gomere now, who's also just uh, picked up at uh, Orlando Pirates. Uh, it should be unveiled or has been unveiled now. So uh, you know it's. Uh, it's all those development programs, and there's only a handful in the country that uh, go to those lengths to develop the youngsters in the country. Um, and it's fantastic to see. So if they see a good product when they see one, uh, then they'll definitely want to get involved with them. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a like-for-like system in terms of uh, the, the academy model type of thing. So, you know, I mean, Super Sports have the more the link with uh, the, the sort of EPL teams um, and and Ajax with the, with the sister from Amsterdam. So you know it's, it's, it's two very good institutions, two very uh, you know um, reputable international institutions, and it's, it's great to see. I mean, uh, and he'll be joining the likes of Kingston and Kaku, who uh, you know gave uh, you know that sort of message away a couple of weeks ago. We saw him join Super Sports. So you know some players in unfamiliar colours. We're used to seeing them in the black and white and. Uh, the yellow and gold and what have you, so it's going to take a while for us to get used to. Bradley, one of the, the big things that's come out of this transfer window for me is is the non-moves. There were there were lots of rumours abound of, of players who would be going, and, and, and it looks like it's not happening. And, and I think the big one's probably Tumalen Kune, who, who there was lots of rumours that he'd be leaving Kaiser Chiefs. I mean, there was talk that he was going to go to uh, to Pirates, possibly. Uh, I, I look, Wayne Sandyland's also staying put. Um, I mean, they, 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 that's probably... Opa there's talk that he was going to be going, and, and it looks like he's staying. That, for me, is probably the biggest one. Is, is the big names that there was talk that they were going to go, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah, look, where there is smoke, there's always a bit of fire. Um, you, judging by his injury and the, and the way that, uh, I'm Kuna now, judging by his injury um, and the way that uh, Brilliant Kuzwaya has taken off in terms of the unbeaten run in the league and uh, got called up to the national team and he's been fast-tracked into that mold. So, and he probably, you know, cost a third of the wager of, of an Isumalan Kuna and Bobby... Uh, Matong said himself, he's not going to break the bank to keep him. So, 
you know, um, I think it's, it's quite a sound business model that they have there. They're not going to keep uh, their big players with, uh, with uh, you know, breaking their own bank uh, balance and what have you. If they can have a keeper of similar value uh, for a third of the price, uh, you've got to think economically as well. And uh, the big shock is also Opa Manita. I mean, he's a he's an influential player at Pirates. For him to be linked with big money moves to uh, to Mamelodi Sundowns, of which there were huge reports made of allegations of sums of 32 million rand and what have you. I mean, the German team, Hoffenheim, paid 15 million rand for knowledge Matona back in those days uh, from Kaiser Chiefs. I don't think between club to club in South Africa that any clubs will go to those margins. You know, I mean, uh, it is a very successful league at the moment and, and the model works really, really well. Um, but just to go to those norms and those uh, you know, irregularities of fees, I don't think it will ever reach that at the moment at this time. So. Yeah, that is a, it's a lot of money, and yeah, interesting to see that it, it didn't happen. Bradley Connell, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon to, to fill us in on, on some of the moves. Uh, this transfer window, much appreciated. We look forward to, to catching up again soon. Have, have a brilliant weekend. Yeah, thanks very much, and uh, enjoy the AFCON weekend now. Now's the business end of it, and uh, yeah, enjoy the footage. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap. When Zambia won its maiden Africa Cup of Nations title back in 2012, the contribution of the South African Premier Soccer League-based players was immense. Back then, Herb Reynard's squad had seven players who were applying their trade in the PSL, and the number went up to 11 when counting those that had been in the PSL before, including MVP of the tournament, Chris Katongo. As Ghana prepares to meet Guinea on Sunday in the AFCON 2015 quarterfinal, four players with strong links to the PSL will be part of the matchday squad. SABC sport journalist Vili Lembule is in Malabo in Equatorial Guinea building up to the weekend of African football. During their World Cup campaign last year, the Black Stars had two PSL players in then on the Pirates player Fatou Dauda and Mamel Sundance's Rashid Sumaila. And now here in Equatorial Guinea, they count Maris Pekinati's Mohamed Awal and strongman Edwin Jima of Mpumalanga Black Aces as two players flying the flag of the PSL. These two players have managed to do what many other players would struggle to do, and that is to bid tens of European-based players to the final 23-man squad selection. After playing an entire 90 minutes in the opening game against Senegal, Awal said this talks to the standard of the league he's playing in. I think South African league is a tough league. It's a tough league game one in the continent because you, you can even South African team they come here in Afcon you can see there are too many South African based players and I think yeah that's that's the reason why I'm on the team here. When counting Dauda and now French based setter back Jonathan Mensa, one will realize the influence of the PSL in the continent on and off the field. Mensa's deal for instance from Free Stars to Udinese was one of the biggest transfers Yalla Koto had been involved in. The Syria club transfer fee was a huge bonus to the Mukwenas as they had signed the boy for close to nothing from Ashanti Gold. Mensa will never forget what PSL football means to him. Yeah, I think so, because uh, when you look at the standard in the South African league, is, is up to some uh, standard of the European league. When you look at the pages, the in front, like, come on, how do you say it? Uh, the facilities and uh, the professionalism, you can see 
they improving every year, and I think it's, it's, it's the best league in Africa, if I'm, if I'm not hesitating. You, do you think that the fact that players like Edwin Jima and Awal have made it in, into this team ahead of European-based players is an indication to that? Yes, I think so, because uh, when you look at the performance of uh, Jima and uh, Awal, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good. And uh, that is coming from the league they are playing. And I think uh, South Africa is, is, is a well-developed country and uh, in terms of sports also is developing. So I think uh, they were chosen due to the, their performances. But whilst the PSL standing as the best league in the continent commercially, the same cannot be said about the quality of football and the achievements of the clubs in the CAF club competitions. And this was a reminder in the past two weeks as a PSL dominated Bafana squad struggled in key areas and decision-making of the game in Mungomo. Speaking just after the Black Stars' victory over Bafana, Jima, a former super-sportinated player, also agrees that the missing of chances by Bafana players was a familiar sight to him. The feeling, uh, you know, it's not, it's not, it's, uh, I don't have to, I don't have to, I feel pity for them, you know, because uh, they came in, uh, in this tournament, like, they played very well, uh, got a few chances, you know, but things didn't work out as, as they had in the qualifiers, you know, so uh, I think they, they did a good job, but uh, unlucky to them. Uh, actually, you know, everybody was expecting uh, good performance in, in, in this tournament, during the qualifiers, they had a good game, and and coming to the tournament, things didn't go well as they want, you know. But I think uh, if if they're able to to improve their scoring ability, you know, because they got a lot of chances, and in this kind of tournament, when you get these little chances, you need to bury them. Yeah, that is what I'm saying, you know, because uh, this, this this tournament is not like uh, it's not a, like a, a club side or a league game, you know. So the little chance you get, you need to score. Mensa is now considered the first choice in Avram Grant's back four, is an integral part of the current Black Stars team that is mounted around the victorious 2009 African Youth Championship squad in Egypt. Influential players from that team include the likes of Andre Dede Ayu and Emmanuel Ajiamang Badu in the current squad. And when Mensa speaks positively about their chances in this tournament, people have to listen. We just want to do well. We just want to make the nation proud. We finished uh, fourth in the last one and we want to improve in, on that. Uh, as I said, we, we want to do well and uh, we will take a game after game. Uh, we, we will not put pressure on ourselves, so we, we will just play game after game and we hope to do our best in every game we play. Ghana might not be having the blessed skills and experience of Sule Muntari and the boldness of Michael Essien, but you can count on their big match temperament, as shown in their 2-1 comeback against Bafana Bafana this week and 1-0 win over so-called tournament favourites Algeria. Whilst the team is also getting used to its coach Grant, who started only last month, the burden of not having won this title since 1982 is not a challenge to them, but a motivator according to Mensa. It was quite challenging during the first week, but after we, we just blended with him and uh, he's doing really well for the team now. So we just need to cooperate with him and just uh, work as a team. And uh, for now, we're doing well with him and uh, we hope to do our uh, best for, for him and the nation. You haven't won the Afcon in more than 30 years. Is that an, an issue? Yes, it is, because uh, we are a good team, but at some point in time we lose it. So 
we always play in the semi-finals. I think four or five years now, four or five consecutive uh, tournaments, and uh, we want to do better than that. So uh, the country is expecting a lot from us, and uh, we know that. So as I said earlier on, we're not going to put pressure on ourselves. We just need to calm down and play our normal game. In big tournaments like the Afcon, when all the heckling and tackling on the pitch has been done, friendships are renewed. As Mensa found out during their stay in Mongoma with Bafana, where they were sharing a hotel with his former star's teammate, Ayanda Kaba. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice because it's been, uh, it's been quite some time now. That was, uh, I left Free uh, State 2009. And uh, it's very great seeing him again because I saw Stembiso in the Bafana team a couple of times. And uh, I was hoping to meet uh, more of my colleagues, but unfortunately I couldn't. So I just, I'm, I'm just happy to see Ayanda again. Yalla court. <laughs> A football-loving fan in Africa when looking at the teams in the last eight would surely be hoping that a strong Mzansi connection could see Bagana Bagana adding their fifth Afcon title and end the 32-year-old drought. Veli Lamboli, SAPC Sport, Malabo, Equatorial Guinea. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some rugby news now on SAFM Sports Wrap. And Bulls coach Franz Ludicus says that the inclusion of Springboks Andre Pollard and Marcel Fanamadva into the team to play against English Premiership outfit Saracens is part of easing them back into action after being injured. Pollard and Fanamadva will start from the bench along with Pierre Spiss, while Ludica has selected a star-studded starting 15, which will be captained by Dion Stechmann. Ahead of their second preseason warm-up match to be played in London tomorrow, Ludica was speaking ahead of the team's departure for London this week. Yeah, definitely just easing them into action. You know, Andre and Marcel also the first time they will be involved. Um, you know, just the load that we take through the week. It's a, it's you know it's pre-season, so it's just also to make sure you know we uh, we we make a responsible decision almost the, the way we bring them in. Ludica's hopeful that Saracens will present them with tough questions, which will be crucial in their build-up towards the start of this year's Super Rugby season. Yeah, obviously you know we would like also to play according to plan. What we've seen, you know, what Saracens going to bring attack in defense because that you know then you take you make smart decisions and it's, it's going to be a massive cane line battle and the kicking also they use a lot of kicking to get field position and suffocate you into turnovers so you know the way we handle that and also uh, make good decisions either you know if there's space available or you know mm-hmm. just make sure that we put the pressure back on them so that's going to be a vital facet and then the set piece is going to also be another huge battle scrums and lineouts that's how they get into the right areas by penalties and also how they convert you know put points on the board is by um, physical forward uh, almost uh, battle that they put up you know Ludico also said he wanted to see an improvement in play from his team from their last outing against the Cheetahs last weekend in Paul Aquane. An area of the game that Ludico will be focusing on is the breakdown. And the other thing also is, is obviously to improve on last week areas that we still feel like we weren't spot on enough. Looking at the ball at the breakdown it's going to be a but also looking at the northern hemisphere, they climb into the breakdowns, you know, that's a huge contest. So this weekend uh, we'll, we'll get tested there. So we want to be accurate and keep the ball if you're in the right area. Um, yes, and then obviously, you know, get through the game clean, you know, no soft injuries and, um, you know, also with momentum, things that work, things that makes us a good team. We must get that into the game working. 
The Bulls lost all their away matches in last year's Super Rugby campaign and Ludica believes that tomorrow's match in London will test the mental fortitude of his team when playing away from home. So when you play away, obviously it's also like to get your strengths into the game. That gives you energy, it gives you mental belief and that's exactly what you know the weekend also a focus will be is to, get, to almost have a say, be competitive and from that you can build, you know, also to get in good areas to, to get points on the board and that's how you can get a result. The Bulls get their Super Rugby campaign underway against the Stormers on the 14th of February. Did you know vitamins and minerals are required by the body to grow, develop and function normally and to support a healthy immune system? Did you know antioxidants can prevent free radicals from causing cell damage? Did you know rooibos is rich in flavonoids and has an anti-aging effect? Gontha Health has combined multivitamins, minerals, antioxidants and rooibos extract into one product, Oxyvite, an advanced liquid formulation for better absorption. Oxyvite syrup for adults and Oxyvite syrup for children is now available at pharmacies and health shops. More information at gothahealth.co.za. This beautiful rhythm is produced using an aluminum drum kit bought from a music store. The music store bought the drum kit from a music instrument manufacturer. The manufacturer got their aluminum sheet from Huleman. Huleman got their aluminum from a primary producer and recycling plants. Huleman have partnered with the IDC to create a chain of viable businesses and facilitate job creation. The IDC supports businesses like Huleman to help develop industries. If you have a business plan for an industry that the IDC supports and you require funding of 1 million rand or more, take the lead and make history. Apply on idc.co.za. The Industrial Development Corporation, your partner in development finance. Guys, we have been here before. We conquered Africa and they called us kings of Africa. But along the way we faltered and fell, forgot who we were. Today we rise to reclaim our rightful place on the continent. This is in our blood and we will once again be giants of the beautiful game in Africa. We will dazzle them, mesmerize them. They will cheer for us and fear us. We will make them remember who we are. SABC brings you the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations Tournament. All the action and drama, live on SABC TV and radio, broadcasting in your own language. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, it was a day of low shooting at the Dubai Desert Classic today. World number one, Rory McIlroy, looking ominous atop the leaderboard heading into the weekend. He's on 14 under. He shot a 64 today, 8 under par to go with his 66 yesterday. He has one-stroke advantage uh, over Scotland's Mark Warren. And then Steve Benson and Graham McDowell, who's playing his first tournament of twelve. And 2015, uh, those two are on 12 under. So a lot of people still in it. Danny Willett, who won here at the Ned Bank Golf Challenge at the end of last year, also in with a shot. Here's on 12 under, just three off the pace. Uh, but if conditions stay the same this weekend, there's going to be lots more uh, of these uh, below-pass scores. Nick Dye was uh, in Dubai today, and he caught up with Rory McIlroy post his second round. In a great position going into the weekend. Uh, felt like I played you know, very nicely today. You can't ask for much more. Bogey free, it birdies, 
you know, you know, set myself up nicely for a, a good run at it uh, over the next couple of days. And stepped up on the first round. Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I, I felt like I, I played okay yesterday. I didn't play my best, but I, you know, I definitely improved from tee to green out there and, and was able to make some putts. And um, yeah, it was a it was a great round. And you know, I know I'm going to need something similar over the next couple of days to uh, stay in the position that I'm in. Have you enjoyed the sense of occasion? You're all in pink here. Everybody is today for Pink Friday. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. It's great to see so many people turn out in pink for a great cause. Uh, whenever Nike sent me this hat to wear, I, I was a little apprehensive about it, but felt like it finished the outfit off nicely. So, um, yeah, maybe I have to wear it a bit more often. Well, we can't tell who anybody is out there, but at the same time, it looks good, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Everyone in sort of uniform, it is, it is quite nice. What are your feelings into the weekend, finding yourself in this position? Yeah, you know, I'm in a great position, obviously. Um, but, you know, there's so many people that are close to the lead and it's so bunched up there. You know, there's you know, marks on 13 and then 12s and 11s and 10s. And, you know, so I, you know, even though I'm in the lead, it's, you know, there's so many people still, you know, in with a chance if they, they make a, you know, a, you know, shoot a good run tomorrow. So just got to go out there, stay aggressive, uh, stick to the game plan and, and try and make as many birdies as I can. Well, I don't think you'd ever step off the gas, but I don't think you can afford to, can you, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no no way, not this week. There, You can't play defensively um, on this golf course, especially with the conditions. The conditions are absolutely perfect. You know, guys are going to make birdies and going to hold putts, and uh, I'm going to have to do the same. We'll have live action from the Dubai Desert Classic tomorrow. That was Rory McIlroy hitting into the weekend as a one-stroke leader. The leading South Africans are way off uh, nine strokes off the pace. Henny Otto, Thomas Aitken and Garth Mulroy all on five under. And uh, just to give you a quick cricket scores before we leave, uh, the first innings of those Momentum One Day Cup games are done. The Cape Cobras up against the Titans. The Cobras bowled out for 213. Uh, the Lions posted 227 for nine in their 50 overs. And the Warriors, a very impressive 322 for six against the Dolphins in Port Elizabeth. Coming up next, the Friday edition with Kanye. I'll be back again tomorrow uh, with SAFM Sports Special. We'll have live AFCON action for you as well. The quarterfinals get underway tomorrow. Uh, we'll have uh, news from the Australian Open with Chris Bowers, and we'll also have that European Tour golf action as well. Have yourself a wonderful Friday evening. It is 7 o'clock, and here's Greg Coast with your news.